Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. The final four is here. We're well into the NFL offseason. The draft is just next month. We're almost there, a little bit less than a month away. If you want to place a bet on any of the on-court or off-field NFL action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Any sport, any time, any set, just make sure y'all catch y'all bet at betonline.ag 24-7. Like, this is why you're the best ad reader in the business. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined by Mr. Worldwide, if you will, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I know you're just getting back from Colorado. Good to have you back in Florida. And we've got a lot to talk about here on today's episode of the show. Absolutely loaded Believe in Steelers. How are you doing this morning, my man? I'm doing good. Mark, glad to be back from Denver. Denver was actually nice. Had a nice little setup with the uh, Cigar Fest and everything. My business partner, me and Howard, was doing. But, man, let's get it rolling. We, got, we do have a lot to talk about for this Believe Network. And if people want more information, as usual, check out Ike's Instagram page, and we will include that in the show notes as well if you want more information about that. A lot to discuss. Proposed changes to the NFL. Uh, uh, overtime rules also Lions are going to be on HBO's Hard Knocks. We'll get into that. Still a lot of great free agent players available. And Deshaun Watson introduced as the Browns quarterback. But we begin, Ike, on Sunday. I was just relaxing, you know, watching March Madness. And I get a push alert on my phone. And it says that the Steelers could consider drafting a quarterback. You told me this a week or two ago here on the Believe in Steelers show. I thought you were nuts. And here I am. I, I get a push alert. Direct words from general manager Kevin Colbert. Mike Tomlin has said the same thing. that the Steelers are going to pursue another quarterback and they could do it through the draft. They bend at pretty much all the pro days. No stone left unturned this offseason. You told us this weeks ago. So psychic Ike Taylor out on the Believe in Steelers show yet again. You know, they're trying to find being successful. I think uh, Mitch Trubisky, and this is no disrespect, Mason Rudolph and Haskins, they just kind of like, a piece to the bridge to the gap to see what the Pittsburgh Steelers can do for the next year or two. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers, I was looking at the draft, Mark, so I was looking at who all has picks. So the Giants got three picks, I think, in the first round. I think the Jets have two picks in the first round. They got one early second. And the Philadelphia Eagles have two picks in the first round in the early second as well. So I was going down the draft list and trying to see, okay, who all have quarterbacks? And for the most part, everybody have a quarterback they like. Um, the question mark is, will Philly try to get another quarterback? The other question is, will the uh, Giants try to get another quarterback? We'll see if the head coach and the staff love Daniel Jones like that. So I'm like, man, Pittsburgh really do have a good shot to get Pickett or Malik or the kid from Cincinnati. So like you say, man, they left no stone unturned when it came down to quarterback pro days. And I just think I understand how Pittsburgh still works. You know, they're trying to – you know, Kev, Kevin Cole, the GM, he he wants to go out with a quarterback that, you know, in 10 years from now, I'm like, you know what, when I left the building, this is the quarterback I got. 
for this organization. Ike, at number 20, I think we both think that the Steelers might need to move up. But what my push alert on my phone said was that if the Steelers guy, whether that's any number of these rookie, Malik Willis, Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, uh, Matt Corral, those are really the five that most people talk about in terms of this rookie class. But if if their guy slides to, say, around the 10th pick and he's still available, that the Steelers could, in fact, trade up. Remember, the Steelers have the 20th overall pick. So, again, when you told me this, I think it was last week, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, wait a second. They've already got Trubisky. Mason Rudolph's already under contract. Dwayne Haskins is coming back. I understand you might want to keep someone on the practice squad, but I will say this. If the Steelers do, in fact, draft a rookie in the first, second, or third round, I would imagine that they will either cut one of those three quarterbacks or try to trade one of those three quarterbacks. Now, I think Trubisky would be safe considering he's the new acquisition. I know the Steelers really like Mason Rudolph as well. Maybe you could see what he's worth on an open market. But I, in my opinion, I think Haskins would probably be the odd man out because Haskins in his own rights is a former first round pick. I can't imagine you'd keep a quarterback like that on say your practice squad without another team claiming that player. It's not a Josh Dobbs situation where he can be on your practice squad and no one else is going to claim him. So that's just kind of how I foresee everything playing out to where if the Steelers do draft a quarterback again in the first, second or third rounds, there's got to be an odd man out. Pittsburgh still does get a quarterback in the first round. They definitely going to give him an opportunity to start. And they'll look at Mitchell Trubisky um, as a backup ASAP, depending on how the guy does in training camp. Now, in the second round, I think they'll sit. You know, I think if they get a quarterback in the second round, they'll let, you know, the, uh, the second round quarterback sit for a minute and they'll see how Mitchell Trubisky do. And then they'll, in, they'll input the second-round quarterback, but just my personal opinion, you know, just these 707s because now I'm the defense coordinator of the 707 group. My son is called 24, uh, 24K 707 team. Man, these quarterbacks are getting nothing but reps, you know, at a young age. So I can only imagine uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers not letting a quarterback, not letting a quarterback sit, so say, and, and, and just giving him an opportunity early to get his feet wet because – Man, what you really got to lose? You know, if you think y'all going to have a a, a, a even season, a, a nine and a nine and eight season, man, you might as well let the young boy rock. You know, because you have a loaded, a loaded AFC North. Not only AFC North, but you got a loaded AFC just in general. So you might as well get his feet wet. So that's that's just how I'm looking at. It. I think this might be the first time Coach Tomlin might take an L. And what I mean by taking the L is having to lose the season this year for the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. And if he's going to have that losing season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he might as well just put his young rookie in right now and then he'll take off from years to come. Ike, I know I told you this a few weeks back and I said that, like, look, it is no secret the Steelers do like Malik Willis, but are they devoting their time and attention on Malik Willis to go after the rookie quarterback that they really want? So what I'm curious is, is it's clear they do like Willis. How much do they like Pickett? How much do they like Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati? How much do they like Matt Corral out of Ole Miss? How much do they like potentially Sam Howell, who has his pro day right now as we're recording this show here on Monday morning at the University of North Carolina? Mark, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think they play chess when it comes down to this quarterback position with Malik 
Willis. Um, I don't think you just sit down with your, with his family for numerous hours, him and Kevin Colbert, really trying to get a feel for the guy. So I think this might be the first year this year with Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll trade two draft picks to move up and get Malik, especially looking at these Giants, these Jets, and the Philadelphia uh, guys having no, numerous first round draft picks. And it, if you, I wouldn't say one hundred percent, but they pretty much got the guys they need. You know, uh, Daniel Jones first round. Um, even though uh, the Jets got a first rounder, Philly, of course, got a got a high round draft pick when it comes down to their quarterback. So I I don't I don't think they blowing smoke on this one, Mark. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers really do like Malik. I think they dig in deep as far as like checking his background, the kind of kid he is, the personality. I think they really do like his upside. So I, I don't think they uh they trying to fool us on this one. I think they'll give up a few you know, picks to get Malik if he's at a position where they think they can get him. Yeah, I'm just looking at the draft order right now, Ike, and I'm excited to talk about your mock draft here in about a month on the show. We'll also have our position breakdowns starting next week here on Believe in Steelers, but I'm just looking at the draft order right now. Detroit at number two, potentially, someone to compete with Jared Goff, but that is much higher than any of these quarterbacks would be projected to go just relative to the other talent in this class. This is not a quarterback rich draft in the 2022 draft compared to other drafts. And I'm looking at, I mean, you mentioned the Eagles, they have two picks uh, ahead of the Steelers at both 15 and 16 Seattle potentially at number nine as well, considering that they'll need to figure out what is the plan post Russell Wilson as well. And so those are the really the teams that stick out to me. You mentioned the Giants too. The Giants have the fifth overall pick as well. Do they want to bring in someone to compete with Daniel Jones, who, like you said, Ike was a first round pick. So you're allocating that much draft capital potentially to the quarterback position for the Giants too. Man, like I, there's still so many moving factors, even though it looks like at least for the time being, knock on wood, the, uh, the quarterback carousel from a free agency standpoint has slowed down. So I'm excited to see what the Steelers do. But just reading these quotes from Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert, like, oh, my gosh, they were just amazing. I mean, a quote from Colbert, we just want to make sure we're covered again. That goes to my no stone left unturned uh, thought process. I love Mike Tomlin's quote about why he goes to so many pro days. He says, quote, I like to work. I'd rather be out beating the bushes than behind my desk, end quote. I, I just love that. Now, you know, Coach T, he, he got to wear words. He got a gift of gab when it comes down to that. He has a, you want to talk about analyzing it, putting, you know, punchlines together. He is a punchline king. <laughs> I don't think nobody in the world can slank punchlines like, Coach Town, especially when he's in front of that camera, when he's on the podium. So on the, on the other hand, what I do want to say, I think 15, between 12 and 15 is right where the Pittsburgh Steelers hoping one of these quarterbacks drop. And we got to remember, and this date is March the 28th. So on March the 28th, between the 12th and the, between the, 12th and the 15th pick, if it's the quarterback that they have on their board high and they can demand a trade, not only for this year, but next year, the Pittsburgh Steelers will move up just how they did with Troy Palomato. Troy Palomalu and get him a franchise quarterback between them three rounds, 12 and 15. You heard it here first on the Believe in Steelers show. We'll keep this thing rolling. Ike Deshaun Watson introduced last Friday 
as the Browns quarterback. And I watched this news conference and there were two because there was one with Watson, the head coach, Kevin Stefanski and the general manager, Andrew Barry, both of the owners, Jimmy and D Haslam were not there. Now the big question I had was you have a player who's making the most guaranteed money in NFL history and the owners aren't there. What's going on here, given the allegations against Deshaun Watson. Now, to their credit, they held a separate Zoom news conference after the facts because they were in Europe for some sort of previous engagement. But I don't understand why they weren't there. Why not just postpone Friday's introductory news conference? And I, I know this happens all the time in sports, but to me, it was perfectly clear why the Steelers could not go after Watson, given Big Ben underwent similar, I'd say similar allegations, but allegations of his own previously in his career. And just from a PR standpoint, given that Watson will likely face a suspension, we don't know how long potentially, we don't know how long these civil accusations, these civil suits could be out there. There are 22 women out there still. But just from a PR standpoint, not having the owners there, not a good look for the Cleveland Browns. See, Mark, I disagree with that. Um, the owners usually get the only the owners usually get in the way when it comes down to making these decisions and helping their franchise. Now, when you want to talk about doing exclusive work, I think the ownership for the Cleveland Browns really do trust the GM and the head coach. Now, I think they sat down just because they wasn't there. Don't mean they didn't sat down with Deshaun Watson. Because honestly, to get Deshaun Watson, you had to do so much homework. You had to be talking to his camp. For at, least, for at least a couple of months. You had to be surveying the land and understand the allegations and what the heck was going on for Deshaun Watson and your organization. So I, I really do disagree with the owners being there. I think the owners, the owners had – it's not that easy as an owner to change your schedule, especially when you're overseas. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes down to, to really putting their foot in and doing their homework, man, I think a lot of owners kind of get in the way. You know, and I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys. So – for, 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 for that instance, I think the Cleveland Browns, I think they, they feel like they're on the cusp of getting into the playoffs and making a run with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, out his allegations, he got one of them cleared up. Now it's just time to see what the silver what the silver suit will do with Deshaun. So I don't know how long the NFL will suspend Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun will appeal it anyway. I don't think it's, it's going to be as long as people think it is. He'll miss three or four games at max. I think as far as like ownership, I think the owners, to, to, to some degree, they did exactly what they needed to do. They stayed out of the way. You know, it's, it's not their press conference. It's between the head coach and the general manager and Deshaun Watson. They just, between the head coach and the general manager, they had to get the, the green light and the AOK from the ownership. And I don't think you just bring Deshaun Watson in without talking to any of the owners for an exclusive amount of time. The, the issue I have is the Browns, their their messaging has been mixed the entire time, Ike, in terms About of that. they say that they do a comprehensive investigation. Right. Yet they haven't. And look, legally, their legal counsel said, do not speak with any of the women. The NFL right. have done that. But how right. can you say that we've conducted a, a comprehensive investigation, which has spanned five months without giving getting the perspective of the women, some of which have not given public testimony yet right. with hopes that this does go to court. I don't anticipate that this will. And I think that eventually there will be 
settlements across the board. That's my prediction for what happened. I do think there will be a suspension. I'm of the thought process. It'll be eight games and that it would then be Watson and his camp would try to appeal that down uh, to lessen the amount of games he would miss. But the, the really the, the big crux that just to me wasn't answered forthright. And I can explain why it wasn't in just a second was, did he learn from what happened or is he denying outright what happened? And we did not get a, a clear answer to that. They kind of skirted around that question. Now, the reason for that, Ike, is if this does go to court, and we've talked about this all the time, and this is where I put my reporter hat on, the burden of proof is much less in a civil case than it is in a criminal case. In a criminal case, which there are two Texas grand juries that have chosen not to press criminal charges against Watson, in a criminal case, the burden of proof is beyond a reasonable doubt. In a civil case, it is just one scintilla over a majority, meaning the burden of proof is much, much less. So Watson still has to be careful what he says publicly, because that could be used against him if these civil suits do, in fact, go to trial. And so that's a lot of people are saying, well, why isn't Watson more forthright? Because, you know, again, the crim the potential, the possibility of him facing criminal charges those are out the window, but he has to be careful what he says because he could cost himself a lot of money. Now, what the Browns have done to protect Watson, and I don't fault the Browns for this at all, five-year contract worth $230 million, the base salary on Watson's first year is $1 million, meaning if he faces a suspension from the NFL against the NFL's conduct policy, it is taken out of that $1 million base salary for this upcoming 2022 season out of the $230 million guaranteed, excuse me, the $230 million on his deal and the most guaranteed money by a single contract, 230 million guaranteed. And that's the most guaranteed money by $80 million in the history of the NFL. Yeah, that's fully guaranteed. You know, you gotta make sure you put the fully guaranteed on there. So yeah, if he if he do come up, if they do come up and he gets suspended, that's a million dollars. So now I'm looking at two twenty nine. I think that's a sweet deal for Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Like I say, man, I don't think the Cleveland Browns will pick up Deshaun Watson um, and not do enough exclusive and extensive homework on on these. I think the Cleveland Browns have been looking at this since last year, and it's a few teams that has been looking at this since last year on getting Deshaun Watson. I think the Cleveland Browns just pulled the trigger. That's that's all it was. So um, we we shall see. Like you said, the criminal part is thrown out. It's thrown out the window. You know, the the two the two the two suits. They they looked at Deshaun Watson and was like, man, this isn't enough evidence. Not a civil suit, man. It's it's either hush money or man, we got to settle out in court. Basically, that's that's just what it is. And as he said, she said. So Deshaun Watson, since day one, he said he liked his chances. He said, man, I don't mind sitting out because I really do like my chances over these silver suits and what these allegations and what these women are saying about me. So to stand that firm and and to be able to sit and to have enough evidence, I'm guessing he has enough evidence. The Cleveland Browns was like, man, you know what? Let's sit down with Deshaun Watson and his team. Let's look at the paperwork. We can't talk about the paperwork publicly, but let's look at some of this paperwork and let's take our chance. Let's look at the AFC North and let's take another chance. So it's, it's and I've been part of <laughs> – these kind of suits in, 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 in my years when it came down to teammates as well. It just wasn't publicized 
and social media wasn't that big back in the day. But man, you got to understand, man. This I, I think Deshaun Watson has a clear chance of winning these cases. I will say this: he will be in uniform in the 2022 season, and a player of his talent. Football, you know, off the field aside, football alone, we have been robbed of that as football fans. But I, I'll just put it this way, Ike. I am glad he is Cleveland's problem. And I, I am like, because a lot of people reached out to us on our YouTube page saying, you know, what, it, what do you think about Watson potentially to the Steelers? And just given that the Steelers had to undergo a lot of, again, I say similar, but, you know, what happened with Ben Roethlisberger all of those years ago, again, from a PR standpoint, like <laughs> just good, good luck to them. And we'll see how all of this unfolds. Right. I agree. We're going to take a quick break to tell the listeners and viewers of the Believe in Steelers show about Athletic Greens. Ike, tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics to start your day right. Yeah, you definitely don't need a, a cabinet full of pills and vitamins. Just make sure y'all get y'all Athletic Greens. And like Mark said, it's only one scoop. And Ike, in the background, I can hear Brutus is clamoring for his scoop of Athletic Greens. No, nah, they redoing my floors and my bathroom, so I'm about to tell them. <laughs> Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. Important disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Ike, top free agents available still. We talked about, about some of this on our bonus episode of the Believe in Steelers show that appeared on the Believe Hour as part of the partnership with Gao Media National Radio. And we were talking about some of the top free agents still available. I know that when we last spoke, we had some conversation about how we think that the Chiefs need to figure out a way to replace Tyreek Hill. And a name that got brought up was Jarvis Landry. And I thought that he could potentially be a fit for the Chiefs. Now, I think his price tag's probably going to be a little bit too high for our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Jarvis fired his agent. He got a new agent. Yes, yes. I would love to see the Pittsburgh Steelers go after Jarvis Landry. You got De- Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Jarvis Landry. That would be a cold trio, Ike. God dang it, Mark. Shucks. That's a, that's a hell of a trio. I think that would work perfect for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, it's just like you said, what is Jarvis asking for when it comes down to the money? Um, for me, if I'm Jarvis, man, I don't mind a three or four-year four deal. Probably looking at 15 to 18 a year. Um, I don't know if they're going to front or backload it or he just want his money up front to keep his base salary low if I'm Jarvis. Well, golly, Mark, you hit it on the head, man. If I'm Jarvis and I'm Pittsburgh Steelers, um, even though I'm trying to bridge the gap at this quarterback position, Jarvis Landry is definitely a Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. 
his physicality, his toughness, his high IQ in the slot, his able doing crunch and clutch time to come up with plays. That says Pittsburgh Steelers all day. And by the way, if they really want to, they could just go out on and make this a two-piece LSU thing because you also have, you know, Honey Badger sitting at that strong safety position. And if you looked at from 20, Kevin Colbert said, man, out of 25 positions, 24, he feel like we have true starters. The 20, the 25th position is that strong safety position. So how about you get Honey Badger and Jarvis Landry, two LSU guys? There you go. I love that, Ike. I will say this, wherever Terrell Edmonds winds up, I think Terrell Edmonds' best football is still ahead of him. I think he's been an underrated player in the Steelers' secondary. Not always making the flashiest plays in the world, but someone who's dependable. But you bring in the Honey Badger, pair him with Minka, and I mean the practices with Jarvis Landry, like you're talking about it's it's not just what they bring on the field. And we're going to get into hard knocks here in just a second, Ike. But a lot of the intangibles and the leadership that they bring into a locker room, that's not always evident when you watch on Sundays, but you listen to the players, you see some of the behind the scenes clip uh, clips, you've seen some of the, the mic'd up moments that they have around their teammates. And with Landry, I think of a guy who is extremely dependable. He plays 16 games every single season and he makes Pro Bowls consistently and <laughs> mentioning hard knocks, that speech he had and how he changed the Cleveland Browns culture. He brings that to him with any locker room where he goes to. So, oh, and by the way, we're poaching from the Cleveland Browns, uh, a division rival. Like, sign me up, Mike. Sign me up. Hey, man, you got to give credit when credit is due. So the Cleveland Browns ain't the Cleveland Browns no more. The Cincinnati Bengals ain't the Cincinnati Bengals no more, Mark. These guys are making playoffs. They got franchise quarterbacks, and they changing the culture in the organization and the locker room. They surrounded themselves around what the Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing for the past dang near 60 years. You know, just some good, tough, hard-nosed, you know, uh, guys who love playing football, guys who love playing with each other. And by the way, we do have a franchise quarterback, and really that's the missing piece. So the Baltimore Ravens has a franchise quarterback. Now the Cleveland Browns have a franchise quarterback. The Cincinnati Bengals, and we all know, have a franchise quarterback. So who's missing a franchise quarterback in the AFC North? And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So like you say, Mark, you just got to give credit when credit is due. When you want to talk about having the the toughest division, it is the AFC North, let alone the AFC itself. So, man, I would love right now my days to be playing in the AFC North. I think Cam Hayward said it best, man. He walk them all smoke when it comes down to the AFC North opponents. I, I might push back and give the AFC West its credit, Ike, but it's it's like the <laughs> AFC West, the AFC North, and the taking, NFC who, West. Who, who are you taking in the AFC? Who are you going to take over Lamar? Who are you going to take over Joe? Who are you going to take over Deshaun? And we're talking about it with at least 13 years left. I will be here till sundown, Ike, if we get into right. this. Hang on, let me, right. get this, let me get back on track. Let me get back on track. Uh, a few other names out there in free agency before we get to hard knocks. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, the cornerback. Akeem Hicks, the defensive lineman, to where if he goes to the right situation, he can swap in and out with, like, say, a three-man rotation on the interior and stay healthy. He's a very good player. We mentioned mm-hmm. Honey Badger. 
Bobby Wagner, an eight-time All-Pro linebacker still out there. Jadavion Clowney, Dwayne Brown, OBJ, Melvin Ingram, still a lot of talent out there on the free agency market. A lot of veteran players as well. So curious to see where all of them wind up because all of those players I just named, all of them will be on an NFL roster in the 2022 what's, season, what's I guarantee that? it. So that's, the, that's the only thing that's holding them back, the asking price for these veteran players. Because the draft is right around the corner. So if your asking price is too high, if I'm a general manager, I'm going to go in on wait to this draft. I'm going to get to see if we can get some of our needs. Then I'm coming back to y'all. So, and then when I come back to you, it's going to be even lower, <laughs> you know, because I got to fulfill this roster. And now the salary cap, I got to put some of the salary cap into these rookie dra- into this rookie draft class. So that's the only thing I just think um, was hindering a lot of these high-profile guys you just named, Mark, is the asking price. So if I'm an agent and, and I'm a player, I just got to be realistic in what year this is for me. How has my health been over the course of the past couple of years? How have my play been over the course of the past couple of years? And I still have to understand football is a young man's sport. So these guys are getting bigger, stronger, faster. You know, every day in three years, it seems like I'm just looking at my son and his teammates on their seven on seven. So Mark, that's what these that's what these veterans guys got to do in the free agency. They just got to ask themselves, am I am I asking too much money, and why? Of course, you want the bag. Everybody wants the bag, but everybody can't get a Tyreek Hill. Everybody can't get a Devontae Adams. Everybody can't get the big big bucks. And you just got to look at what phase or what stage you is at the time of your career, and what can you bring to a team. So I think Bobby Wagner will get paid um, sooner than later. I think OBJ is going to still be a one-year deal. I think a king next, like you said, will we'll go in a perfect situation. And I think a king will be a perfect situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers because we've yep. been talking about trying to get a guy who can stuff the plug on it on the middle of that defensive line. That would be a perfect situation. Hopefully he's not asking for too much money. He'll fit perfect right there. So it's, it's just for me, what are they asking for over there? Overpricing themselves. And do y'all really want to sit to after the draft? Because then that's when I think the price will decrease. Ike, really quickly, where does Joe Hayden wind up? Joe might call it a day. I think okay. personally, I think Joe, I think Joe talking to his family, his wife, and his kids, and you know, he might call it a day. I don't think coming from Pittsburgh, from Joe playing at Cleveland all them years and me playing against Joe and seeing the stud Joe was. And looking at his account and being one of the highest paid, you know, cornerbacks in NFL history. Yeah. Joe ain't really tripping. I think Joe, if he goes, if he goes to any team, he wants to come back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it'd be hard for Joe to go to Cleveland, I mean get drafted by Cleveland, play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, love Coach T in that locker room, then go somewhere else like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joe ain't doing nothing like that. So I think Joe just trying to buy time. Um, if it's any team he wants to come back to, it would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. If not, he's going to retire. Ike, it's time for my favorite portion of the programs. We're biting off kneecaps, and the Detroit Lions are set to host HBO's Hard Knocks. Give me all the Dan Campbell access and behind-the-scenes footage. I know our friends 
over at the Believe Network. The Believe in Lions host Jack Cavanaugh is doing cartwheels upon hearing this news this morning. The Detroit Lions are going to be the team featured on this year's Hard Knocks. It'll be Jared Goff's third appearance as well. I think the juiciest storyline, though, is this. We've talked about where does Baker Mayfield wind up now that his time is over in Cleveland. And I think Detroit is a team we have not talked about that we need to bring up. And here's the reason why. I think it's pretty clear Jared Goff's not the guy long term in Detroit. And let's look who's in Detroit's front office. John Dorsey. Who's John Dorsey? He was the GM who drafted Baker Mayfield with the first overall pick in the 2018 NFL draft when Dorsey was still the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. So I think that's a potential storyline of do the Lions potentially bring in Baker Mayfield? What do they do with the second overall pick? I'm all in. I mean, I could find the storylines regardless of which team that they pick, but Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions, and Hard Knocks, I'm fired up this morning. Hard Knocks and Dan Campbell go perfect together. You want to talk about just a – a old school football, Mike Dicker, uh, Buckus, Mike Singletary kind of attitude. He just so happened to be the head coach. And that's the kind of attitude. And that's what the people are looking for. And that's exactly what they're going to get. And this will be no acting from Coach Campbell. This will be exactly in his blood. He, I'm sure he's going to have a, a, a boatload of dip in his mouth. He's going to be talking crazy. He's going to be showing his personality. And that's exactly what his team is. Now, when it comes down to Baker Mayfield being the quarterback for the Detroit Lions, that's a that's a match made in heaven. Your, your head coach don't give a what. Your quarterback don't give a what. And your center and Sewell don't give a what as well. So now you're bringing on that kind of, you know, I think Coach Campbell would be like, that's, that's my personality. That's the kind of guy I want as my quarterback. He's the Jim McMahon. That's exactly what Baker Mayfield would be to the Detroit Lions as Jim McMahon to the Chicago Bears back in the 1980s. That I don't give a what attitude, not really that flashy attitude, but it's me against the world attitude. Y'all never did like me attitude. I was a walk on and I had to come from the bottom attitude. That's the kind of attitude Coach Campbell is looking for. He's looking for scrappy, on the edge, itchy guys, who's always willing to fight, whether it's in the media or whether it's on the field. That's that's Coach Campbell's personality. I think Coach Campbell could be one of the coaches to tell and look Baker Mayfield in his eyes and be like, Baker, we're not doing this social media stuff no more. Keep your butt off of social media. We don't want these problems from you. And I think Baker will look at Coach Campbell as dad, not uncle. I think for the most part, Baker has looked at some of these, some of his coaches he has had as uncle and not dad. I think Coach Campbell will put his foot down, lay down the law, and Baker Mayfield will turn over a new leaf, turn over a new attitude. But on the field, he would be exactly what Detroit Lions and Coach Campbell is looking for. And that's a scrappy, no nonsense. I don't give a what. Let me see your personality on the field. Give a shout out to Freddie Kitchens here on the Believe in Steelers show today, Ike. Now, if Baker Mayfield does go to the Detroit Lions, I'm coming on here on the Believe in Steelers show, and I'm going to get one of the old school Adidas headbands, and I'm going to wear it around my neck. 
in honor. I love that analogy. Baker Mayfield potentially to Jim McMahon to the Detroit Lions. I love that analogy and it makes a lot of sense, Ike. But if this happens, I gotta find I gotta find the headband deep somewhere in my wardrobe and rock it here on the show. You rock it, I'm rocking it. Just shoot me a text. <laughs> <laughs> HBO's Hard Knocks debuts going to be five episodes, August the 9th. So circle that on your calendar. And I love the narration from Liv Schreiber, too. A very good actor as well. And so it just gets me in the mood and lets me know football season is here again, August 9th for HBO's Hard Knocks. Ike, our final topic today, proposed rule changes for NFL overtime the NFL owners meetings underway in Palm Beach, Florida. First time they've had in-person meetings since 2019. There are two potential changes that the owners are considering to the overtime rules. One would make it mandatory that each team gets a possession in overtime before moving to sudden death. And then there's also a proposal that says that there's a mandatory possession for each team unless the team with the first possession, scores a touchdown and converts a two-point conversion. I'm of the thought process, the NFL, like, why fix this? And, like, does defense and special teams and other facets of the game not even matter? Because here's what's going to happen. As soon as you change the rules, there's going to be some team that feels that they get uh, screwed over under the new rules and say, let's change back to the old ones. So it's like, I don't understand this. Call me a curmudgeon, but sudden death, it's its imperfect. But whatever system that you devise isn't going to be perfect. And the other facets of football matter beyond just offense. Just my two cents worth. The per for me, the perfect situation is putting both teams on a 30-yard line. And whoever, you know, whoever went out the three or the seven. So if a team kick three and the other team get the set, get the seven points, then that team wins. Um, that's for me. That's a perfect situation because it's giving you know both of the teams a fair shot. So you already want to take the special teams part of it in what you're doing. So you're taking the you're taking the special teams part of it. You drop the ball on a thirty, and you tell the Pittsburgh Steelers score a kick a field goal. Then you give the Baltimore Ravens a shot, and if the Pittsburgh Steelers score three and the Baltimore Ravens score seven. Then there go your Baltimore Ravens, they win in the ballgame. In a perfect world, that's how I think it should go. But it's not. And to be honest with you, you shouldn't change the rules right now because I don't think nothing is wrong with the rules. This is the NFL. This is in college. But if you want to go and you want to have a perfect situation, drop the ball on the 30 in the high red zone, give both teams an opportunity, and whoever come out with the most points on each possession will win the ballgame, Mark. And this is coming from a player, Ike, and I don't mean to rub your nose in the dirt, but you had a season end on a game-winning touchdown that the defense that you were part of allowed, right. and your season was over. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to rub your nose in the dirt, but that should give what you're saying even more credence for anyone listening or watching this show. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I, I've been on the other side more than that side. I, I call that side 100%. You know what I'm saying? So that's, but that's just part of the game, Mark. You know, so, you know, gun gunfighters get shot. And when you're in that secondary, man, it, when you shoot, you best believe somebody's going to shoot back. That was a perfect play for Denver. That was the right time for Denver. They saw what we was doing throughout the course of the game. 
and they came up with a heck of a play on that play. So, in RIP, Demarius Thomas, you know, that guy dang stiff arm, you know, he reset my engine. And we, he was long gone by then. But, yeah, that's just that's just what it is when you come down to that part of the game. You know, somebody got to win the game. Somebody got to take the L. Just unfortunately on that play, you know, we wind up taking that L for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, but yeah, man, I, I just say drop the ball on the 30, Mark, and let both teams take the coin toss out, let both teams see what they can do, and – and, and we'll just leave it from now. And remember, there are differences between overtime rules from the regular season compared to the postseason. I'll let any listeners and viewers Google the specifics of that. But it's one of those things where whatever they decide, someone's going to be complaining, Ike. And that's really the biggest point I'm trying to make, because as soon as you change everything over, if you do, it's oh man it'll never end and so maybe you can improve the game we'll see but i feel like as soon as you switch it there's going to be a team out there it says no 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 let's go back to how it's been for years and years and years and years i agree all right ike you're the absolute best before we sign off here too we got the final four i saw you picked villanova are you going to continue to rock with villanova i know you're at the top of the leaderboard for the believe network you got that right I'm picking Villanova. They missing. They missing their second. They missing their second highest score with a uh, with an Achilles injury. He was averaging 14 points a game, five assists, I think seven rebounds. So it's gonna be tough to see what they do tonight. But yeah, I'm, I'm rocking. I said Villanova. I'm rocking with Villanova. But how about Duke and North Carolina? Two two teams coming out the you know the, the North Carolina State. So that's gonna be very interesting. I'm I'm just upset. They're in both. They're both in the same bracket. Mark, I wanted one to be in one bracket and the other one to be in the other bracket and then we'll send them in the national championship game. But um, now since you're, you know, uh, in North Carolina, I don't know if you're a Tar Heel or a Dukey, but yeah, man, y'all got some good basketball going. What people don't know is I'm a, my favorite college team is the North Carolina Tar Heels. But my gut feeling said uh, Villanova, so that's where I'm going with Villanova. I think I'm still at the top of the bar, board. Believe, network. Y'all can thank me later for just keep winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. And winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I picked a heck of a time to move to North Carolina because it's going to be the first time Duke and North Carolina, the Battle of the Blue, that they've met in the NCAA tournament. First time ever in the Final Four. In Coach K's final season, final Hubert season. Davis in his first season. Like, if you pitch this to Hollywood, Ike, they would not buy it because they'd be like, they'd throw it out and be like, nah, this is too unbelievable. I go back to when I first moved here, Ike, my family and I, we went to a North Carolina-Louisville game in Chapel Hill. This was on February the 21st. Tickets were $8 per ticket. If you'd have told me at the time that it would have been $8 per ticket and then, oh, yeah, this Tar Heel team is going to go to the Final Four, I wouldn't have believed you. So uh, I moved here at a heck of a time. My older brother is psyched, too, because his beloved Kansas Jayhawks are in the Final Four as mm. well. They made the Final Four on his birthday, too. So happy birthday, Scott. Shout out to him as well. Uh, a battle of the Blue Bloods, man. I, I cannot wait for the, this upcoming weekend. I agree. All right, Ike, you're the absolute best. I want to thank you folks over at the Believe Network, our producers at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and Lucy Oden, the whole crew over there. Today's sponsors, both Bet Online and Athletic Greens. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen and watch Ike and I. Yeah, I second that. Got to thank the Believe 
network for giving Mark and I an opportunity. My hand is itching like the old people say, so I need to go get a scratch off, or better yet, I'm going to go to betonline.ag. I'm feeling like I need my vitamins, but I can get it in a powder form. Just takes one scoop, and that's the Athletic Greens. Got to thank Miss Courtney and her crew at Brinks TV. And golly, Mark, I got to thank you for just rocking with me since day one. So, yeah. Ahead on the Believe in Steelers show, next week we've got our positional breakdowns ahead of the 2022 NFL Draft. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening and watching Believe in Steelers. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. It's so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.